Entrepreneur on Fire 741. If you're prepared to ignite, there's only one place to go. Entrepreneur on Fire with your host, John Lee Dumas. Ever feel like you're on app overload? Not with Igloo, an internet you'll actually like. Get your team in sync. Try Igloo free for up to 10 people at igloosoftware.com slash fire. Working with an individual graphic designer has its limitations. Timing is one. Want dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. What's shaking, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Amber McHugh. Amber, are you prepared to ignite? Am I ever? Yes. Amber has a sweet spot for helping entrepreneurs do better business and increase their bottom line. She partners up with the nicest, smartest CEOs around. Entrepreneurs come to her to build streamlined, scalable, profitable business operations without working 24-7, and they are not disappointed. Amber, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so take a minute and share about you personally and then expound upon the biz. Love it. Well, first, I want to thank you for being here. This is awesome. And personally, I am I'm here in Maryland today. I've got three girls, a 15 year old, a three year old and a three month old. So I definitely stay busy on that front. We have lots of good stuff going on. Um, And then I love working in my business too, where, yeah, we're helping entrepreneurs. I have a foundational thing I do called how to clone yourself. So really, when you were talking about building scale and not going crazy, we've got to find some people to help. So I partner with my clients on um, finding clones and helping them grow and expand in ways that they might not have thought of, especially as people are starting up businesses. So it's a lot of fun. And of course, my brand is NiceOps. So everybody's everybody in the world be nice. <laughs> nice. And I love how you partner with the nicest CEOs around. I mean, if you have to choose to work with somebody, Fire Nation, why would you choose anybody but the nicest? And Amber, we are going to dive into your business, how you go about choosing the nicest CEOs, and so much more. But before we do, we always start with a success quote. So take it away. Practice what you preach so you can preach what you practice. Boom. Now expound upon that. How do you, Amber McHugh, really apply that to your life? This is one of my favorite mantras right now because I have been practicing and reminding myself so much lately because I find every time I hit a new level in life growth and personal development and in business growth, uh, constantly going back to like, okay, what am am I doing again? What am I practicing? And it's always that refining um, because I believe I'm not working towards perfection, but progress, right? So it's constantly practicing what I'm talking about, what I believe in, so I can continue to engage with people in that way. Because if I'm not doing it, right, and I'm not applying what I believe in to to my work and to my life, um, I I don't find that I should be talking to other people about it. So I I try and do that. And I truly believe in the things I talk about, the things I work on, and the things I study. And and when I can play with them, I can find, oh, that, that works really well, or that doesn't quite work, right? So it's constantly refining and improving um, on the path to enjoying this business and life stuff. I love that constant refinement, constant improving. I mean, Fire Nation, that's what we're doing every single day as entrepreneurs. So Amber, great quote, setting a great foundation and theme for this interview. 
And this is really where it starts. This is where we take the spotlight and turn it onto you, Amber McHugh, and talk about your journey as an entrepreneur. And we're going to get to some great, exciting things, but we always start, Amber, with a failure story, with a time that you face a major obstacle or challenge that you had to overcome. So take us, Amber, to that moment in time. Take us down to the ground level. Tell us that story and the lessons you learned. So I'm going to confess, John, when I was preparing for this interview, that was the one prep item. I'm like, oh, oh, what am I going to say? There's so much. (laughs) I mean, it's a good thing. We're failing. And that's one of the things I practice, right? Because I want to be very successful. And I know to be successful, we're going to trip up. So I'm like, ah, what, what is it? What is it? But just as you were asking the question, something came to mind that um, I knew I needed to share. So intuitive hit, we're going to put it out there. But I had my first daughter, who I mentioned is now 15, Christmas break, freshman year of college. So I went to college. My family was all like, don't do it. Stay home. We'll help you. Like, nope, this is my plan. I'm going to college. She was a Christmas Eve baby her her to be birth date was December 24th she was born two days early and I took her to college I I went to college pregnant and then I went home on Christmas break had my baby and took her back to college with me so you know as, as you were talking about a failure it's it, a failure in terms of how we expect that it will go and how my life plan was supposed to go and, and then you know you sort of turn around and look at those failures and she was one of the best things that ever happened to me, of course. And, you know, I sort of think about all the statistics and things that can go wrong when you uh, have a baby at college and have a baby that young. And it all went so right and it went so well. And now I'm having, I'm having, I've got a three-year-old and a three-month-old. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so much easier then. And she really ended up being my excuse to not go out and party because I wasn't a big partier. <laughs> but she was, she was a nice excuse. But um, it all just worked out so well. So as you said it, I'm like, oh, that could have been a big failure, right? But all of these things we perceive and, and take in as failures, I always like to turn them into lessons learned if possible. And I don't know that I necessarily got a lessons learned when I I meet other people who had children young. They're like, no, now I tell people, don't do it, don't do it. But I wouldn't change that when I was going through it and building up to the point where I was making my decision. There was huge stress associated with that and huge feeling of failure. Um, But I definitely would not give people the advice to not have babies young. That's maybe not a good thing to say. (laughs) 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 I think it was easier and it worked out pretty well. But in the moment, like one of those life-defining moments, right? You think like, oh, could be a fail. And at the time, it was a fail. And people perceived it to be, but, but it ended up really great. So, Amber, I mean, there's a lot of directions that we could go here because this is such a vast topic and a vast overarching struggle and obstacle is probably better words that you had to face at that point because you made the decision to obviously give birth to your child. I mean, you were going to go through it and you were going to raise this child during college. So maybe let's kind of pull out 
one or two, you know, maybe even three really great things that did come from that. I mean, you mentioned kind of quickly, you know, you didn't go out and party like so many college students are out there binge drinking and sleeping through classes. I mean, you had to focus. You had to know what your goal was in college and you really had to become an absolute steward of your time because you had a baby that had to rely on you as a mother to raise it. So what were some things actually having a baby while going to college that you've really been able to apply to your journey as an entrepreneur afterwards? Yeah. So there was one person as I was going through that decision-making process of what do I do? Do I stay home? Do I go away to school? Who said you can do it? Like you've got this. If you're thinking about, you know, getting help, like, no, there's no one but you. And I, I was pretty responsible and pretty mature, sort of going through high school as well, made everyone and question everything and wonder, like, what is going, what happened? So someone looked at me and said, you've got this, you can do it. So one of the things is having, as we pull this forward and think of a theme or and a lesson, um, having people around you who believe in you and who support you and know you and and can lift you up when things are not going so well. And, and I experienced that, like even now I have those people around me. So that was a huge one. Um, another huge one is believing in yourself. Can I do this or can I not, right? So, so having those other people that believe in you, believing in yourself and not shying away from what seems to be a challenge. Um, oh man. And I'm going to give you a fourth because the other thing that I got really good at that I dreamlining and systematizing and knowing what needs to be done and knowing what can wait and, and how to prioritize things. Because when you've got a baby and you've got school, right? Actually, I heard a CEO the other day, um, John say we're in a meeting and and talking about our experiences and lessons learned and all that good stuff. And he said, I am probably a better CEO now, however many years ago, because he was a parent and a father now. And he said, I know how to prioritize better. So, so pulling that around, like I had to prioritize very early on. um, So I, so I could focus and sort of move ahead in achieving my goals. So there's actually a principle here that I think really applies, and that's Pareto's principle that 80% of your desired outcomes come from just 20% of your actions. And I look back to my college days, Amber, and I remember playing intramural sports, you know, going out to day parties, to night parties, playing frisbee on the quad, hanging out, I mean, playing video games like my life depended on it, hanging out at the cafeteria for three hours for no reason. All of these things, because I just, I had time. I had time to fill up, and I was filling it up with doing random things. You, you knew that, hey, I only have maybe 20% of the, of the time that somebody like John has, but I know that I can get 80% of my desired outcomes from just 20% of my actions, and so you were just taking that 20%, and you were just saying, you know what? I'm, I'm just, I have to say no to intramural sports, to, you know, spending three hours in a cafeteria just talking about nothing and doing all this stuff and just make sure that you were prioritizing what you had to do when you had to do it. How does that, how does that jive with you? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I love that principle too. I talk, that applies in so many ways, marketing, right? Thinking about our time, 
All, so I love that you pulled that in and, it, and it's spot on. And, you know, as I was hearing you list the things like intramural sports, yeah. hanging out, day drinking. Well, when you said day drinking, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'd be so sick. So <laughs> I'm kind of a wimp. <laughs> so I should probably lay that context. But I don't feel like I missed a thing, which is another great lesson, right? There are all these things that could we, we could be doing. But when you focus in, right, you're probably going to get awesome results and not necessarily miss out on the things that you feel like you might miss out. Yeah, and I was just killing time, you know, and on so many college students, I mean, we just are away from college, no responsibility, except going to a couple of classes a day. So a lot of us just kind of, you know, try to find ways to fill time. And I, I don't think I would have missed not playing four hours of video games a day, you know, because I would have found something, hopefully I would have had something more pressing, more important to be doing. And, you know, Amber, this is a really great segue into the other end of the spectrum, which is our next story that you, our featured guest, is going to tell. And that's an aha moment that you've had, an epiphany, an idea, a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey. So Amber, like you told us that story of you being in college, take us down to the ground level. Tell us the story of a time that you had an aha moment and then walk us through the steps that you took to turn that idea into success. All right. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit here, John, and we're going to come modern day. So 15 years later, um, I am building a business online and I grew up really working hard, work hard. I I worked at a young age. I was pretty involved in high school and and, in different activities in middle school, like really involved in, in really working hard in all the ways you would think, you know, someone would be growing up. I had a job young um, and my family supported that, rewarded me for that and encouraged me to work hard because I would get results. So I would, you know, I do my job, I'd get paid, I'd be able to go shopping. I would support my family and, you know, do something for my grandparents, they'd reward me, right? So all these things. So I'd work hard and I'd get results. And last, about a year and a half ago, I conceived of this idea, which is not going to seem new to people, but it was my aha that maybe it doesn't have to be so hard. Like I'm building this up, uh, this business. I am doing this so I can have a different lifestyle, so I can create something unique, create something that's mine and sort of shape it my way, just this thing and, and do things differently. And and does it have to be so hard? And I hear from people... Amber, was there a moment that that happened? Were you doing something that actually... I mean, take us to that moment. When did this happen? I was working with someone who was teaching, and this is good and right for some people, and it's it's a lesson that I needed to hear so I can make this point. But one of the mantras that, that I was hearing as I was working with this person was hustle like you need crack. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, I got to hustle, I got to hustle, I got to hustle. I'm like, I don't... I don't want to hustle. I don't want to need crack. I never want crack. <laughs> I don't ever want to have to take crack. So I was doing this and I, I was kind of getting exhausted and burnt out. And I was reaching for high numbers when I was selling my programs and I wasn't hitting them. And it was just like this hamster wheel that as they think about the hamster wheel analogy, that's the hamster wheel from, from my corporate. But I really wanted to get off. And there are some people who like the hamster wheel and that's right for some people. Um, there's some people that want to hustle like they need crack, but that's that was exhausting and draining for me. And it's probably that, that strong analogy because I, I work hard. I am a self-professed and recovering workaholic, right? So I have to work and keep those 
the check and constantly practice. Um, but I realized like, I don't want to ha- hustle like I need crack. So what if I, what if I hustle with ease? And I started thinking about what are the opposites of this mantra and like, all right, all right. And going into my mindset and playing with that and like work hard and get results. I've always work hard, play hard, work hard, you know, and, and even in the corporate companies that I work hard, that they would say that work hard, play hard. Like, all right, all right. It all sounds good. But what if I can work easy and still get the same results? So I started testing that and I launched a program and sold it out. And I, I sort of think in a different way, I, I wasn't promoting um, through Facebook ads. I wasn't, you know, having a million consults. I, I, I designed a new way of rolling out this program that felt much more authentic and true to me. And I started shifting and thinking about like, yes, here are my business goals. Like I have, I have big business goals. I have big, goal, big life goals. But what if I just simplify all of this and do everything that aligns with my values? And some of my core values are connection and intimacy and differentiation and family. So I thought about those, like, all right, I want to do this in a different way. I want to launch this and introduce this product and this service in a different way. So I designed that whole model, thinking about ease, and it, it worked, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got to the end of like it worked. That that was really easy. So then I started living sort of the mantra of ease, ease and grace, and ease. And now my my mantra is ease and expansion. Um, but but growing the business in a way that is easy. Um, so I bring it back to that. It was a big aha moment for me when I heard you know hustle like I don't want to hustle like I need crack and hamster wheel. And then I started testing and getting back to my values. And implementing those and, and doing things in a way that aligned with my values, like it all started clicking. So there's one thing that when you interview over 700 inspiring and successful entrepreneurs that you start seeing patterns st- keep cropping up and these themes continue to come over and over again. And one of these major ones, Amber, that you really seem to be kind of dancing around right now is the theme of authenticity, of really just being genuine with yourself and, and not doing something that your gut, your intuition is saying, you know what, this just doesn't feel right. So many of the failure stories on Entrepreneur on Fire have been from those people who followed other people's advices despite their gut saying, no, no, that doesn't quite feel right. And then those aha moments and successes have come when they said, you know what, I'm going to do what feels right to me. My intuition is going to guide me in this direction. And it sounds like your intuition guided you here, Amber, and it's been a pretty fruitful journey thus far. So that's the major takeaway that I have from your aha moment. But I would love, to sh- I would love for you to share with Fire Nation, maybe just one sentence, what do you think is the major takeaway you want our listeners to, to walk away with from this aha moment in your life? Constantly be reflecting. So setting up a process and looking at on an ongoing basis and sort of check yourself. That, that'd probably be the one-liner. Like check yourself regularly to make sure everything is in line with your core, your core principles of who you are. And you have to define those up front. But um, yeah, yes for one line. Check yourself. Check yourself before you riggedy wreck yourself, Fire Nation. And Amber, let's talk about your proudest moment as an entrepreneur. Share that moment in time with us. The moment today when my client said, I needed that. I needed to hear that. Thank you. Right. And that I thought even in that moment, that's what it's all about. It's not about the money. It's not about, you know, my message. It's not about anything that I am doing. 
it's truly about clients getting success and moving ahead. Uh, and that's what I love. And, and that, that made me proud. So Amber, let's keep things here today, present time. And let's talk about you and your business. What's the one thing that has you most fired up right now? I do something. I've started an annual event called a planathon. And we are planning for the planathon right now. And that's all about getting people ready for the new year, right? We're, we're planning, we're, we're gearing up for the new year, we're reflecting, we're making sure all of our values and our visions are in alignment and, and getting things in place. Um, and I'm totally excited about that because to do that, I bring in, we bring in a bunch of different speakers. It's a little bit of a summit, but again, it's in a unique way with kind of playing on my, one of my values of differentiation. So we were planning for that yesterday, and I'm still crazy excited and fired up about that. Love that. Being fired by what you're doing, Fire Nation, nothing beats it. And Amber, we're about to enter the lightning round, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Back in the late 1900s, when weblogs began to appear, authors had little to say over how content was displayed. Full posts appeared in chronological order and blocked text beneath a banner with either a right or left sidebar. That was it. These days, you need to make every visit count. Your homepage is your point of contact with both first-time and repeat visitors, so you want it to be visually appealing and easy to navigate. Remember, your website visitors don't have a ton of patience. You only have a few seconds to hold their attention. Luckily, we have 99designs to help us make our sites both beautiful and user-friendly. 99designs is the world's largest marketplace for graphic design and gives you access to over 900,000 talented designers. So whether you're looking for an eye-catching website design, a sleek new banner ad, or icons to help you drive more traffic to your site, 99designs can help. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Fire. App overload is an actual thing. It's when you have several fragmented solutions that require you to remember multiple passwords, manage way too many subscriptions, and keep track of a lot of user accounts. In fact, according to Osterman Research, most small businesses on average use up to 14 apps. This sort of runaround can be tiresome, especially when, as a business owner, you're looking to run a lean operation with maximum efficiency and productivity. Trust me, I know all about it. Ready for a solution that will not only bring your team together in one place, but that will also help increase productivity? Igloo is an internet you'll actually like. Built with easy-to-use, integrated apps like file sharing, blogs, shared calendars, task management, and much, much more. It's a platform that combines multiple functions together in one place to let you scale collaboration over time while reducing the costs associated with app overload. It's time to start working better together. Try Igloo today, free for up to 10 people, at igloosoftware.com slash fire. Amber, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds awesome. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear of failure. What if I don't do it? What if I get it wrong? What if I'm not unique enough? What if my clients don't like me? I get that like that track that plays in so many people's heads that I talk to. Um, and, you know, as I went through that processes and I started evolving and studying and, and pushing myself, um, it was always, and, you know, John, fear of failure 
And for me, the failure would be that I wasn't differentiated enough in the marketplace because I've, I've designed a lot of businesses on my own. Like if I pulled up my, my old hard drives or old computers and pulled up things that we could reminisce like, oh, that could have been fun. Like a concierge business. I mean, it's just endless mystery shopping. What can I do? And, um, (laughs) The, the fear of failure of being differentiated. So I put those things aside because they felt too easy for me. I, I enjoy a challenge. So it, it's fear of failure of not reaching that, that goal and that peak that is differentiated and unique for me, really. What is the best advice you've ever received? Because I'm in this entrepreneurial space, present, present mode as we're talking, I'm thinking, uh, do what you love and follow the money versus the old mantra that we hear of do what you love and the money will follow. Mm. Share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. One of my personal rituals is, is digesting and spending that time with my family. Um, and family's the reason why my rituals are all over the place right now. So that sort of fits. It, it's being in the moment. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Yes, John. It is the smooth functionality in Google Hangouts. And I wish Skype had it. When you get into a Google Hangout in the upper right hand corner, you get an option to put different effects on almost like Photoshop. Yeah. That smooth feature is amazing. I love it, especially when you work from home <laughs> and you're like, oh, feeling a little groggy. You threw some makeup on, but uh, still, something's still off. It's, it's Photoshop for Google Hangout. Love it. <laughs> If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, Amber, what would it be and why? Business Brilliant by Lewis Schiff. And it, it, that's where that mantra of do what you love and follow the money comes from, the first chapter. And it just it, it's a book that talks about the differences between the middle class mindset and the mindset of people who have reached self-made millionaire and billionaire status. And the, the research that, and the stories in that book are just mind-blowing. Have you read it yet? I haven't. I've heard great things about it. I just put it in my Kindle queue. Definitely recommend it. It's a good one. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Amber, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? My initial reaction was to start a business, invest, but in the next seven days, what I really want to do is just take it in. I want to keep that money because I will invest it. Um, use minimal amount of that money because I, I want to invest in, in creating something new um, and building something. But the first seven days, I just want to take in the experience of being in this new world and let myself adjust and, and enjoy it a little. Amber, let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Guidance is start now. Do not wait, even if it's the tiniest little baby step. You can find me at niceops.com, N-I-C-E-O-P-S. And I'm so grateful for you having me here, John. Thank you so much. 
Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Amber and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Amber in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up. And Amber, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Kate and I host a free podcast workshop every week. I know you love listening to podcasts. Now, how about launching your very own show? Text PARADISE to 38470 to claim your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.